And it's episode 217 of Nerds Ideal. I'm Jordan. Who else is with me? Hi, I'm Andrew. And we have a very special guest by the name of... I am Adam. Welcome, Adam. Are you a learning machine? Yes. <laughs> Sent from the future? From Sea of Africa. Nice. <laughs> this is for I'm this... sorry, where was that? Sea <laughs> of Africa. All right. You're going to have to slow he's... that down for uh, the listeners... Seals, <laughs> Africa. All right, I got it this time. Oh, I saw the subtitles. I understood now. Oh yeah, I got oh, it. Okay, good, yeah. Good. That's actually the specific reason why I went to a theater that had closed, closed uh, captioning. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So this is for the second <laughs> week of uh, <laughs> what is this? March? It's March, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we got our normal show. We have a. It, it's going to be formatted a little differently, <clears throat> but it's basically what you've come to love out of Nerd's Eye View. Mm-hmm. And let's just start it off. We already know. I mean, if 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 the viewer, if the listeners haven't figured it out yet, we're going to get video. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Nope. I know. We just put it outside the window. Yeah, we just, just point, point it out the point window. Point it this way. Oh, put, we have to build a rig outside the window that we're seated yeah. next to. Either that. Point the rig towards no. our, the window. Either that or we, we make a rig on the ceiling and it's pointed at the window and it's our reflection in the our glass. Nobody the wants to see this. <laughs> Why don't we buy a drone? Uh, and just have it hovering the whole time? Yeah, yeah, They yeah. only have like a 30-minute battery, though. Well, we'll plug it in. Oh, there we'll we go. Have a wire An extension going cord extension hanging cord out of the out window. Of, so well, we're just, actually, we're just going to... don't open. Yep. So we have to run it through run the... Run it through the thing. Okay. 30-minute under, ta- yeah. under, uh, under the door. Under, under the door. Outside the door to the outside. Off of the <laughs> edge of the catwalk. I want to have a so, personal moment with the listener right now. Sometimes I wonder when we're having a good goof like this, if you're enjoying it, <laughs> please email us at podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy it or if you don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. care. He doesn't care. I don't he's care. Not a, he's not a, what? Are what? You? Say it. I don't know what you Say are. it. Chappy. Yeah, I am Chappy. So we're just going to like use a 30 minute drone. We're just going to create it to die. Huh? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're for. It's in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the batteries insane. fuse to the chest of the drone. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're reviewing Chappie. Yes. In case you couldn't figure that Chappie. out. Chappie. Ladies and gentlemen. I am Chappie. But let's do the box office. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. it goes. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Count me down. I've got some number 10. Unfinished business. Especially if you happen to be number nine. The Duff. Who is currently studying number eight. The Lazarus Effect. In the city of number seven. McFarland, USA. And while there, uh, don't see number six. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, luckily, there's no shades of grey in number five. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Who, despite all the rumors, was not recruited for number four. Kingsman, The Secret Service. Who retire in number three. The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. And if you're there, you're going to need some number two. Focus. And you better have it if you're number one. Chappy. Cool. All right. So this might be the weakest box office ever. I mean, this was weaker than Oscars. This is, it's been lowering every week. Every week. Yeah. Insane. Because so, there's and, just nothing. Well, I think we're we're approaching the summer blockbuster season, and you can tell because I was sitting in the movie theater, and every single trailer was big movie, yeah. big crazy action mm-hmm. 
Furious Popcorn, Seven, right. Age of Ultron. Right. It was just one after another. Yeah. Every single one was. I can't something. remember. There was a trailer for a movie that played that I, I, as I was sitting there watching, and I went, I, now I want to watch that instead of this. I want yeah. to watch. I want to watch whatever trailer. I can't even remember what it was. You should have made a note. This is bad. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm so sorry. I should have remembered. Yeah, yeah. you should have. I'll leave now. Bye. That's that's why you have to, in the middle of a dark theater, take out your bright phone yeah. and type of it course. in your little notepad. I like no, our, in fact, you know, sometimes I like to call up my voicemail service yeah. and leave the message for myself. I say, exactly. hey, future me. Yep. Yeah. Remember right now, this. you're being an asshole on your phone in a movie theater. Remember that? And you saw a trailer for blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, I just like to take out my pen and paper and just write in the darkness. Yeah, you got, you get a, you got your light up pen. No, it's complete. I just do a blind. Oh, you just do yeah, a blind. Yeah, I just see how it goes. Nice. I like shot in the dark. It's well, like 60-40 on how much is written on your hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is pretty much the exact reason why I don't see movies with either of you anymore. <laughs> We're good time. No, you don't see movies with Adam anymore because he always he always leans over to me and says something funny during a during a crazy moment. <laughs> He's like, "His flies down," <laughs> and I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> but then Jordan is like, "Sit with children. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> don't make me bring the muzzles." Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so Chappie is number one at the box office with a strikingly huge number of thirteen point three million. That's embarrassing. Yeah. It's low, but it's still number one, and it still beat out it's Focus from last it's week. It's because no one saw any movies this weekend. Well, there's uh, as we've discussed before, there's a pretty big split going on. There's the comedy crowd is going for Unfinished Business and mm-hmm. The Duff. Uh, you know, the feel good family stuff. We got McFarland and SpongeBob. Uh, you know, the actiony stuff. We got Kingsman. Maybe Focus. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, there's Chappie, there's Chappie yep. which is uh, a little bit of everything. A Good dedicated all. audience is what I'll call them. Yeah. Good, wholesome family f- moments. Well, it's R-rated. No, good, wholesome family moments. You know, they're building a family. Well, they are building a family. Literally building. They built a family, and then there's a bunch of Hugh Jackman. Hugh hmm. Jackman. What about Little Ackman? No. No. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. If I had crickets, I would make that noise. Well, that's why we need your soundboard back for that. Yeah, well, we need it for a couple of reasons. <laughs> All right. What? It, and no? Has, has anyone seen any of these other things? Does anyone have any interest in unfinished business? Or should that no. just... No. That should have remained unfinished. Yeah. Based on that number, there's business. no one's Actually, really interested to Chappie's see it. the only movie I've seen on this list. Okay. I mean, we saw Kingsman. Yeah, we saw Kingsman. Uh, you know, I want to see a couple of the others. I don't really feel like it's a good time to put out a horror movie. Well, which it's, is why Lazarus it's Effect is money in, in a has, sense. It hasn't even broke twenty million though in two weeks. Like, yeah, I don't know when when you look at because even with the great movies, like a tale will only last for so long, and the numbers, unless something crazy happens, are always going to diminish. So based on this, like, it's I not don't, going anywhere. I don't see it. Yeah. Making more than thirty, forty million at this point, and uh, you know, crap. And you have to look at the scale of the list we're looking at. Yeah, it might be like number it was like number. It's eight, eight. It might be number eight, like top ten. But you got to look at the scale of the list. Yeah, it's, it's a top ten that starts at thirteen million. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then once bigger movies start coming out, is all the summer blockbusters like this is just going to fade away. Most of this stuff, nobody's mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. What's up, Chappie? That should, that should do well. I hope so. All right, guys. 
So if you don't want to go to the theaters and see a film, which it looks like not many of you are, and uh, you're in fact renting uh, and buying new releases, well, let me tell you about some new releases, uh, starting with DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, I'm going to warn you guys, this is a weird list going on here. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray, we have a film called Late Phases, Night of the Lone Wolf. Do you have the description there? I Ethan do. Embry it's is in this a, film. a long one. You don't have to read the whole description, but but the summary, the, uh, what I gathered from it is there's a blind man. He lives out in the woods, a woody town somewhere. He hears a neighbor get killed by something that he thinks is more than a wolf. Then that maybe more than a wolf kills his seeing eye dog, mm-hmm. and he goes all John Wick on the wolf. Yep. So I don't know what the title Late Phases is all about, but uh, I don't know. Do you, well, could we think of a better it, title for this? Blind refer- man fights a werewolf? If it's, it's, it's a reference to the moon, Phases. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the blind man? I want some blind man reference. Come on, guys. We can come up There's with a movie on this list. Oh, the microphone. Sorry. There's a movie on this list that is uh, pretty similar to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But I want to <laughs> get there now because I just read the description. All right. So next on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. This is the third in the series. Uh, this will be forever remembered as one of the final uh, performances on screen of robin williams yep that's a good thing they'll you know end on night the museum three yeah i think they should just stop making them mm-hmm. that is the last one yep well it's the last one until they make another one <laughs> i heard it was the last one that's what they say until they make another one <laughs> we're never safe in this reboot remake <laughs> culture yeah just wait 20 years they could do night at the junior museum and it would be his son does it at a kids' museum. What do you mean, Son of the Mask kind of thing? Yeah. Mask was safe until Son of the Mask happened. Yeah. Doomed us all. And they had an actual Loki. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can, on DVD wait, only. Can we just all talk about this for one second, okay? No, no, no. no I'm just joking. We don't need to talk about Son of the Mask. <laughs> DVD only. We have a film called Blinder. Do you have the description up there, Jordan? Yeah. It's about... Uh, a disgraced football, football. star. And not the football Americans might be thinking about. Nope. Soccer. Yep. Um, Soccer. <laughs> which is actually an English term from England, but Asso- only only Americans. What is it? Association something? It's it, Soccer. Yeah, it stands for something. Yeah, but it's yeah. like something. It's like association something. Do yes. we do we sports? We sports. Sports. This is well. This is the number one sports podcast on the internet. So <laughs> all we do is sports. By the internet, you mean uh, two two people in a yep. room mm-hmm. twenty miles from here. Uh, all right. Then also on DVD only, we have a film called "Listen Up, Philip." No. What's he listening to? He. It's um. What's his name? Why did I just forget his name? Philip. It's a very good Emery. actor that I enjoy a lot. Emery. Emmy. Mm-hmm. Esther. Nope. What are you doing? Started with an E. You just said it. No, Ethan Embry was in late phases. Yeah, Ethan. No, no, no. Soccer is short for association football. They I just took it. sock out of there and then er. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so listen up, Philip is the uh, the kid from Rushmore, whatever his name is. <laughs> and the chick from uh, Mad Men. There you go. That's a good way to sell the film. Yep. I remember hearing a lot of good things when this was in limited release last year, and now I can actually see it. Yeah, I'm telling. I'm sorry, guys. It's not a stellar list this time. It's a lot of lot of low ballers, uh, but this one 
Maybe it'll knock you out of the park. Yeah, DVD Adam's, only. Adam's favorite. Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. Part, part wolf, part man, all cop. Yes. Uh, can I read the description? It's not too long. I, I just, yeah, if I, you have the it people ready. Need, the people need you better to have it ready. Yeah, you better not ready. make it's us ready. wait for it. All right. Officer Lou Garou. That's, that's his name, Lou Garou. Isn't the best cop in small town Woodhaven. Which is just the most generic small town I've ever heard. Uh, in fact, he's probably the worst. He mostly just looks to avoid anything that could possibly interfere with his goal of getting wasted. One evening during the night shift, Lou investigates a mysterious disturbance at the edge of town and wakes up with a pentagram carved in his chest. Heightened senses and body hair that's growing at an alarming rate. To solve the mystery of the transformation, he'll have to take on a case no normal cop would be able to solve. But this half-man, half-beast is not just a cop. He's a wolf cop! That sounds amazing. All right. Do you remember when we talked about uh, the film that was released on DVD that was President Wolfman? Yep. President Wolfman. Is Is this the same in the line? I don't think so. I, I think there's a resurgence, though, of wolf... They just straight ripped off the look from uh, Teen Wolf, too. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at images of Wolf Cop. Of course. And he just looks like a ripoff of Teen Wolf. Wolf Cop. What's Uh, the next one? New on Blu-ray, The Prowler. Do you have that open? 1951 classic. A Los Angeles policeman has an affair with an all-night disc jockey's wife. Soon widowed by a prowler. Isn't that crazy? Yep. And it's written by uh, Dalton Trumbo, uh, who they're currently making a film out of starring uh, Walter White. What the hell is his name? (laughs) Brian Cranston. That's the one. You just say Walter White. Uh, and he's he's playing Trumbo in the film. Trumbo is like famously blacklisted and all uh-huh. these other crazy things as a that's writer. Cool. So I think yeah, I think that's really neat that that's coming out of whatever vault it was in, possibly to cash in on this Trumbo of sensation. Course, that's gonna they be. only ever do anything if they're going to make money. Yeah, they got to time it. Yep, the timing for the market. Uh, but that sounds like a really cool plot. And doesn't yeah. it have who's the lead? I remember it was a name that I remember. I just I'm sorry. It. No, it's all good. I'll reopen it. <laughs> we have Van Heflin. No. Evelyn Keys and John Maxwell. I must be thinking of another film. I'm sorry. Yep. Well, Van Heflin it is. All right. Uh, new on TVD, and this I feel like is going to land in, in Jordan's corner. I feel like you're going to like this show that you've maybe never heard of. Uh, and it's, it's, it is a show. It's mm-hmm. called The Red Road. This is the complete first season. Jason Momoa is in this. Yep. Oh, and it's really? a Sundance TV original. Because that's the channel I go to. That's awesome. Well, you always tell us about the shows and or st- what's it called? Showtime and Stars. Yeah, yeah, I like the movie channels shows. TV, TV tries. Yeah, uh, and I think this is right up your alley. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you want me to read it? Well, you don't have to read the whole thing. It's just basically about a local cop struggling to keep his family together while simultaneously uh, policing two clashing communities: the small town where he grew up and the neighboring mountains, home of a Native American tribe. Which that's Jason Momoa's like yep. their leader or one of their members or something. Yep. And then ha- something from? something happens with like his wife. Yeah, huh? very soon. Like this year or last year? Yeah, it was last year. Oh really? Yep. So oh, yeah. something happens with his wife, and uh, he's got to go figure it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Like I said, not a stellar group of releases. Nope. Uh, but you know what? He's got time to do this TV show. He's supposed to be Aquaman right now. 
He just had to take that one picture. Year. Yeah. He just had to take that one picture. Well, for- actually, it sounds like a begrudging buddy cop show from the <laughs> synopsis. You know, that sounds great. Yep. I'm into that. What's it called? The Red the, Road. The Red Road. Uh, all right. So if you want to pick up any of those, go to your local video store, uh, especially for Wolf Cow. Just yep. go there and What's our pick Cow. of the week? Uh, I'd pick Listen Up. Actually, you know what? Well, for me, it's between Listen Up Philip and The Prowler. I'm going to say Wolf Cop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go pick that, it up. Yeah, that really? came, yeah, that came out of nowhere. I never thought you would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say, um, I actually say Prowler. Okay. It looks cool. Jordan. Yeah, same. Okay. Why not? Well, uh, go find those. Please, and uh, you know, buy them from an actual physical store your, so that we don't lose all of the physical video stores in the world, or at your local Amazon computer. Yeah, that's that's a thing now, right? That's what they call it. They have uh, a phone. You could you, you could use it on your phone. <clears throat> True, the Fire Phone, and your phone is local that, to no, you. that nobody bought. <laughs> they couldn't even give it away. Nope, that they I tried to give it away. Yeah, and everyone's like, "No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine." Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Some I want to tell you. Crap on my desk. <laughs> I want to tell you about another show on the Benview Network. To tell me, uh, it's called the Pillage Cast, and although they haven't recorded an episode in a while, they always talk about getting it back together and recording a couple more. <laughs> you want to be there for when the band gets back together? I want to be there for when the band. And because each of these, uh, the people who are on, regulars on the Pillage Cast, are currently on other podcasts on the Benview Network. Oh. There's Josh Anderson who regularly releases Extra Damage, uh, which is a video game podcast on the Benview Network. There's, uh, well, Gates, he's the one who doesn't show up anywhere. He's only for the Pillage cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil Vecchio, who is the co-host of Radio Brendo Man. So they're busy with other things. Yeah. But when they get together, they do the Pillage cast. Well, they need to get back together. Uh, so, if you, you know, you can go back and listen to all their uh, backlog and all that good stuff. Uh, or just ask them to come back. I'm yeah. sure they'd love to hear. Just flood their Twitters and emails. Yeah. Well, Phil I'm- doesn't have a Twitter. That's part of Phil's Make job. a Twitter for Phil. I'd love someone to make a <laughs> fake Phil Twitter. <laughs> and just oh, bombard man. him with fake tweets. That'd be pretty great. Uh, yeah, so please uh, go check them out. The Pillage Cast on the Benview Network. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to review Chappie right after this. that can think and feel. Artificial intelligence is its way too unpredictable. You know what's a black sheep? No. 
It's like when you're different to everyone else. Skip, skip, the skip, skip to a certain a well. Skip to a certain point, and then get that will take you to the point where we say whether or not someone should see it. But for this episode, what's going to happen uh, is that there will be a specific section for spoilers, which pertain to things from the end of this film and uh, just overall stuff about the film that is concerning the end of the film. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because it's because big spoilers. Yeah, you can talk about the m- base of the movie, the beginning then, of the film. And then when you get to the end, you can talk about how the rest of it relates to the end. Yeah, all the craziness. But so we're going to divide that into two parts. Yes. Yeah, so, uh you'll hear that actually at the end of the show. Uh so if you make it all the way past guess the ending, that's where it'll be. Yep. So you we're going to guess stop. the ending and then we're going to have the ending yeah. to our review. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so let's just let's just start talking. Who wants to go first? Chappie is a film directed and written by Neil Blomkamp. Both. Uh who famously did uh, District 9 and Elysium. Yep. Uh may, some might say infamously on Elysium. Well, he apologized. He did. He uh, came out and publicly apologized. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yep, he was a co-writer on Chappie. Do you have the name on the other co-writer? Terry Tatchell, Tatchell, Tatchell. Uh, so the the basic plot of Chappie is that uh, there are, are robot police um, that just follow very basic orders. Yeah, uh, they have a they have like a uh, an if then AI system where yeah. they just follow base commands and they shoot when needed and you know what I mean. But, they, and they're and they're they're teamed up typically with human <clears throat> police. Yeah, they're, they're kind of supplemental. They're like a. Like a more advanced riot shield, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A riot shield that fights back and fights can back. jump really high and yeah. is really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I, uh, they oh, begin we'll using these it. in Johannesburg, uh, which is uh, you know in South Africa. Yeah, and it's a city that is just torn apart by crime. By crime, and that's one of the reasons why they institute these. Yes. So robots. the the uh, company Tet- Tetraval. Tetraval. Uh, they implement these things, and the creator of this program, the Scout program, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his true goal is he wants to make real AI. He yep. wants to make AI that believes it's human, a th- real thinking robot. He uh, he does this semi illegally and also uh, unintentionally with the help of some crooks. Well, it's not illegal. Money. Well, uh, it- the program's not illegal. It's just to get his company doesn't want to do it. So he kind of he goes he behind steals and, their property. Yeah. Okay, that's he, a bit illegal. Yeah, he yeah. takes a bunch of stuff that's. It's supposed not something to be that he can go to his boss and say, "Oh, uh, these 
uh, Crooks uh, took a robot yeah. because he also took the robot. The, the way I've always feel about how do you discern whether or not something is a crime is if something happens and you can call the cops and they can help you, it's not a crime. If you do something and then you need the police help and you can't call them yeah. because you'll get in trouble, okay. it's a crime. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Yep. He's definitely doing something illegal, but I think it's it's ultimately it, it's 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 uh it's you know he has, he has his best intentions in mind, yeah. but it just falls apart because immediately of, uh, big time. And the the movie has an interesting structure where we're with uh, Dion, who's the the inventor, Slumdog Millionaire. Yep, thanks. And it's kind of following his path and everything, but at the same time, we're also mirroring. Uh, this small group of criminals who are also kind of in a corporate structure because they answer to this big kingpin. Yes, yes. Right? And they have to do stuff, but they end up owing him a lot of money, and they have to find a way to get that money within a week or they're all going to get killed. Yep. And their bright idea is to steal what they think is a remote that turns off the robots. Yeah. But, of course, they're not designed that way because that would make them too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I do like that they address that right. really carefully. Yep. Like, they're all hardwired. You have to do them all individually mm-hmm. or uh, you can't there's or no you have to do it from yeah. the factory with a specific with key only yeah, yeah there's not like a network you can hack into yep because you need this key yeah I, I did i did like how they addressed that because i think if they just um didn't have that and i feel um because that's everyone's first question yeah. well why can't you just hack just hack, robots? and i feel like that's how they would have done it in the movie if mm-hmm. they didn't have that fail safe they would have just made it way too easy and just had somebody hack in mm-hmm. and that would have been boring i yeah. also think to to your point that we're following dion we're following these uh y- yolandi and, and they're both and people who don't have real control over their lives and they have to find it themselves we're also following chappy we yep. follow him before he becomes conscious yep kind of his his genesis where he comes from yeah where he gets he gets he gets hit with a, an explosive which a rocket fuses. round and they they make a very funny joke of like this guy is always the one that's getting hit yeah. he's the unlucky robot and they put the red ear on him so mm-hmm. that we can orange. follow him orange whatever god get your head out of your ass i can't i can't do he's colors. colorblind don't worry i can't do it. colors yep so he puts the they put the colored ear on him so that we can follow him yep which is that's a classic it's great that's such a classic thing that they do in movies where er, there's everyone that looks the same and then somebody gets gets marked and you're like oh that's that's our hero that's our boy that's our man <laughs> i uh one second about the um oh i had wrote a, a word i wrote I agree. notes no Super i'm not agree. doing i'm not going to that no, yet i agree with it though <laughs> um the what I found really interesting was the when they did raid that um, you know that big the compound the, the compound at the beginning. Yep. I really liked how in depth the tactics were that they used on with, both sides. Yeah, everyone had a whole new level of dealing yeah. with this new robot force. It was interesting. Yeah, and I like how you know the cops they didn't just send in the robots. It would have been too easy to just have them march in like that. Mm-hmm. The cops come up with them behind them mm-hmm. use them they make the tactical decisions yep they just tell the robots where to go and what to do yep and, yeah, I and really especially like that. uh when when Cha- pre-chappy gets hit with that rocket that was a decision where the cops were like we we're going in blind we're going to send a robot first yeah yep yeah that was that's everything great. makes sense mm-hmm. it's all very logical they, they really thought that out like using the tactics not just sending marching robots in the whole time and the interesting thing is that's the way soldiers work anyway like if you yeah. look at the way people uh soldiers will stack up before going into a room they always go in single file line to make mm-hmm. themselves small targets and in this case it's just replacing that first soldier with a robot who acts as a shield yeah and it makes a lot of sense and i liked when they stood behind them as they're moving and the robots would even 
able to get tell. In the way. They would get in the way yeah. of bullets because they, they were smart enough to tell when they had really good threat detection. And if yeah. someone, if a if a if a police officer was about to get shot, they would move into the way. They they had no like capacity for self preservation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Uh, so it's it's just uh, good world building, very yeah. much. Uh, which which I think we've seen before, at least with District Nine. Not, District Nine not definitely. So much Elysium, yeah. I would say. Uh, yep. Uh, but getting into the actual, so the characters that we meet, we have Dion, who's very dedicated to science and to uh, his creations. I love his little robot at home. Yeah, his his robot. house is oh, yeah, exactly got, the way an inventor would have his house. Yeah, he's got a little robot that'll bring him Red Bull when he says Red Bull. <laughs> and just that scene, I know I'm skipping forward a little bit, but the scene where he like knocks everything out. On the ground in his oh, house. No. And the little robot's like, oh, clean it up. Like, it's so funny. And it's a part where we're like upset with Dion because mm-hmm. it's a, this really like crazy stuff is happening in the movie. But that is such a moment of levity to take us away from just how nuts everything is yeah. in this world. You know, they do that earlier too. And I, I wasn't, it was really an insane moment um, when, we're, when we're meeting the gangsters for the first time. And they're being told, you know, bring the two million or you're going to die. It's 20 million. 20 million. Whatever. Yeah. However much it is. It's a ridiculous amount, amount of money. Right. Um, the, the, the boss gangster, he's, he's got a gun pointed and uh, – oh, he's got a gun in the, in the main guy's mouth. Yep. And he says, say that. Say how much. And he can't he, – you know, he's mumbling it yeah, over the he's gun. He's speaking in vowels. And then he says, good. And then he takes another gun and shoots his friend. Which is crazy because this is kind of like a funny moment because clearly he can't speak. He's got right. a gun in his mouth. For me, so you kind of laugh a little, and then immediately his friend someone dies. dies. Oh shit! Like yeah. that's like that's because the you world start laughing, and then like, oh no, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. And it just takes me back. Whenever I see a gun in someone's mouth, I always think of uh, Fight Club because that's how the movie starts and ends. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edward Norton has a gr- very good line in that where he says, "When you have a gun in your mouth, you only speak in vowels." <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what he did when he said twenty million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Uh, one thing that really intrigued me was the place that they lived in. Like the moment I saw it, just intrigued the crap out of me because usually they would just be like you know some like shabby little house or whatever. But no, they gave them like this compound. Everything's all kind of open. Everything's concrete, but they just have like all these normal things in there. Yeah, you can tell it's like it's a society where there's a lot of ruin, yeah. and this gang has kind of made it their own. And I loved just talking about that structure. Yeah. The artwork and the graffiti and everything. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. for, for such a dilapidated, like, kind of disgusting place, it's very beautiful. Yeah. And it's very interesting that they put a very violent group into a very beautiful place. But it makes sense in the way that later, when they're nurturing Chappie and kind of raising him, mm. that that's actually a really good place for him to do it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, that place just blew me away. I loved the set. It was so amazing. Yeah. I, I think we should talk about uh, those two lead gangsters, Yolandi and... Uh, Ninja. Uh, Ninja. Um, they're actually uh, members of a of a music group called uh, Die Ant... Ant- That's what Ant- they're rapping at the end was, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny because around their little home base, you see like promotional pictures of those them. two yep. as their, you know... It, 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 group, it, it almost sets up a universe where they tried to be a rap group. Everything yeah. went to crap, and they became gangsters. They became gangsters. That's awesome. I, yeah, I kind of I I because at times I was like this this kind of feels unrealistic, but then I was like, but they they love themselves so much that I could see them getting these weird promo shots done just yeah. to hang around their dilapidated thing to say like we're gangster number one. Look at us. Yep. <laughs> it's it's just nuts. that whole world re- was really well done. Mm-hmm. 
the whole world, you know, all the characters. Like, other than the main characters, they didn't really dwell too much on people, like even the king guy. But, like, that whole area that he has with the dog fighting and the whole scene Oh, there. his oh, tower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it's definitely guy's like, tower. I don't yeah, his the name. king. Oh, that's they just call him the king. You're I right. guess so. Oh, because that's he was like lying. He said we're going to go to the castle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, unless that's what they call it. That's a modern sake, that is castle. A castle. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool because it actually it uh, it foreshadows it later because Dion's actually driving back from the gang hangout and he looks at that and it's this menacing oh, yeah, giant yeah. tower. In the they distance. show a couple of shots of it because it is yeah, it's a very large building. Mm-hmm. And he's just taking it over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. That's just yeah, that's the kind of world that that is there. Uh, so Hugh Jackman, yep. Uh, he's kind of a competing. Uh, at one point, he calls himself an engineer, but that makes Dion laugh. Yeah, he doesn't consider him an engineer. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman's a, another employee at uh, Tetraval, uh, who had another. Who was his previous employer? Did they say? What are you saying? I was trying to make a. a joke, oh, you're making a Wolverine, but I joke? forgot the name of the <laughs> X Factor from that. What are you saying? What was the name of the company? What, com- what, what company? Nah, He's pointing right. at it I, on the page. Yeah, but I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. There was a company. Oh, the Robocop company? Yeah. What, what was, was the Robocop company? company? Oh. Did it have a name? My goodness. Because that monstrosity, mate, was exactly. Yeah, the no, it was Robocop. right out of Robocop 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, his idea of taking care of uh, policing the streets is to have a giant, like, mech robot. Uh, which is controlled uh, remotely by a human using brain signals. Okay. Can can we talk about that a little bit? Because he is 100% Omnicorp. He is yeah. 100%. Omnicorp. That is it. Uh, he's coming at it from a religious standpoint. Like, it's oh, very yes, yes. clear. Because anytime he does anything, he does... Uh, the and, he called the, the and he called Chapley godless. Yeah. Like, you godless freak. Yeah. And uh, there's another and that's, part That's where why he, he doesn't want AI at all. When when he oh when he does that that there's that scene where he picks on Dion he kind of plays that prank he calls it a prank but it was not funny no uh, a- afterwards he goes like any Sunday I'll take you to church he just says that kind of offhandly yeah and also like he he's always inviting him places to church at one time he invites him to the gym to mm-hmm. teach him how to fight yeah but also uh, Ninja was religious if you yep. saw before the heist he was praying so I don't. Maybe but, but Hugh I'm, Jackman is just more religious. But I'm saying his, the, his motivation mm-hmm. and why he doesn't like AI is coming from a religious standpoint. Yeah. Because it's about like not making – like the not human race is not God. supposed to play God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why his whole viewpoint, the thing that he creates, the moose, is controlled via uh, a headset by a human being. He doesn't want AI at all. And that's one of the reasons why he's jealous of Dion. Because Dion's project got picked instead of his. Yeah. And it involves at least a little bit of AI. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, I always think it's interesting. Uh, uh, it's kind of like a, almost a go-to thing for films to use like a religious evil. I like that it didn't make it heavy though. Yeah, it didn't make it super Cause heavy. Because he never just outright says this is wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He never like has some big speech. We don't have a scene. Yeah, we don't it. have a scene where he's like giving a sermon at his church where he's like, "We gotta stand up against the robots." Right. Yeah. You don't That's have to. You don't have to smack the use it, smack the viewer in the face yeah. like that. They respect audience as enough. Yeah. At least they do. That movie does. Yeah. It's good. Uh. All right, and so we've covered Robocop. I think it's time to go into the birth of Chappie. Yeah. Yes. Chappie. I mean, Unless there's anything else you wanted to cover first. Uh, 
I don't know. What do you, what do you mean the birth of Chappie? How do you want to? Well, we already talked about how uh, Dion gets hijacked on the way home after stealing some equipment, mm-hmm. and because uh, twenty two is set for demolition because he's he got hit by the rocket and the batteries fused to his chest, mm-hmm. and uh, he's pretty much inoperable because he's going to die within five days because they can't replace the battery. And uh, well, yeah, he, Dion just he decides stops it before yeah. he's going to get demolished. Dion decides to he goes to his boss and he asks for permission. The boss says no. Uh, then, Weaver. Yeah, don't screw up a good thing. Where a weapons manufacturer? Why would we want a robot that can think? Yeah. So she she says no, but he goes against what what she wants, and uh, she he steals the robot and what what pieces are needed. The whole the whole thing is just kind of ridiculous too because it's all done in a very rash set of decisions because he mm-hmm. he makes all these decisions after staying up all night and finally finishing oh, yeah. his code. Uh-huh. So he's super hot at that point. He's finished his code. He's ready to take it to the next level. And if he had just taken 24 hours and slept on it, yeah. I think he never would have done it. Mm-hmm. But it's all because of a, a, a what I would say is a series of bad decisions. Also, and he it might leads have, to a bad place. He might have been able to stop um, the the later evil plan. Right. That was enacted by another character. If he so, had been, you know, if he had been at work. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. If he hadn't have stolen the master chip that he had to steal to make Chappie work. I think. Well, it, it seemed to me like Hugh Jackman had access to it as well because he had the administrator password, which that's true. That's a huge plot hole for later that I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> let me type it down. Uh, but it's like at least he would have been there to fix it. Because he spends the rest of the movie after that point basically uh, in between his home and then the gang's hideout. And he hardly goes to work unless he needs to. So he kind of exits every th- uh, the rest of his responsibilities at that point. Eh. Do you yeah. disagree? Well, uh, no, and, and I think we should talk about uh once once Chappie is born the the family dynamic that emerges. Oh, very much so, yeah. Which is which is um a little str- I think just to just to put it into one perspective, um w- Chappie is more or less given a mother figure and a father figure that are very stereotypical. Um the nurturing mother and the the like uh what would you call it? Angry, like, almost ang- absentee father who well, doesn't really want to be a father in yeah. a sense. Uh, where one of the first things that he teaches Chappie is how to shoot a gun. That's the first thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the first thing is like how to be a dick. Like, he's oh yeah, because like, he's because they're uh, the whole the whole premise is is he goes through the normal steps of development a way a baby would, but, but at faster. a very fast rate. Mm-hmm. So within fifteen minutes, he's always he's already a year old. And basically, he's, he's speaking. He's speaking. Yeah. yeah, and they that's basically what they teach him first is speech patterns and mm-hmm. how to talk and. And how to walk, but then, then, uh, then the gunplay starts. Yeah, and uh, there, there's like this interesting dynamic where there's there's a mother figure and a father figure, and then Dion is he he describes himself as the maker, maker. Which I don't know if 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 just symbolically were to take it that he's trying to tell Chappie that I am your god. Yeah, but he stays away from the word creator. Yes, he says maker, which is that's kind of like C three PO, like when but he's <laughs> thank for, the maker. For for me, it kind of goes into a different thing because. Uh, there's like a huge making community right now. Like makers are people who sit down and do 3D printed objects and create props and create robots. And like to be a maker is to almost be an artist, but with the main point of creating things. Yes. And so like a maker community 
he did make something. He made yeah. these robots. So I feel like that term makes more sense coming from someone who may not be as religious as Hugh Jackman. So he wouldn't call himself a creator. He'd call it a maker. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it came, it spoke to his character more. Yeah. And I just, I really enjoy as the film progresses, the dynamic between, um, uh, Yolandi is, is just very caring and understands that Chappie is a child. Uh, whereas Ninja wants to use Chappie for his own purposes. Yeah. Uh, so he comes up with, uh, a variety of you know lies and and misdirections to try and get Chappie. That to scene do. with Tricking the him. stealing cars was hilarious. It was hilarious, yeah. but at the same time scary. Yeah. Well, and like, you don't steal from Daddy. You don't steal things. <laughs> and Chappie was told by his maker not to commit commit crimes. Crime. So it makes Ninja have to come up with very like kind you of would with a child, right? Tricking them into like making them think they're not doing bad things. Killing people is putting them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this car is actually mine. He'd make a really good pedophile, I think. Oh Ninja. boy, Jesus! Whoa! <laughs> but it, no, he has to. He has to go those like because Chappie's so say he made a promise with uh, Dion that he wouldn't commit any crimes or kill anybody, and uh, so like you said, Ninja has to find these weird ways to. Con- well, Ninja and American have to like convince him mm-hmm. or tell him things and lie to him about to make him do things, but he's thinking it's okay. We haven't talked about that character yet. Is his name America or America? America? Yeah, America. they just call him that. He had a name. He said it, but I wasn't listening. So they, there's a character who is called America in the film. He is one of the gangsters. He lives in the hideout with Yankee, with Yolandi and uh, his name Ninja. is Yankee. They call him America because his name is Yankee, Yankee. like Yankee and, Doodle. What, no, wasn't he? Fr- he's had to be from. America. He's from America. Yeah, he, there's he's a like part I'm where going he says, home. I'm getting enough money. There's to go American home. flags yeah, but everywhere. His name's Yankee. <laughs> yeah. So he. Uh, I think he's a very interesting character because he almost strikes the balance. Right, he's the middleman. Yolandi and he and wants Ninja. Chappie to, to do, do those the things, but he's not as angry as Ninja. He, he's mm-hmm. he's calm enough to realize that yeah, he is a child, but we're still going to use him. He's so, kind of like he's like the uncle or something. Right. Yeah, that's he's exactly the point. So yeah, he's kind of like Yolandi. He knows that Chappie is a child. Yeah, but he's also like Ninja. Like he wants Chappie to do this job, so he's a really good middle ground for them. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's I I I'm just really these whole dynamics are very fascinating. I, I thought me. he was going to be uh, uh, like a more like stale character, but they made they made him really dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes when Ninja got too crazy, he's like, "All right, just calm down for a minute, okay? Why don't you just calm down? Let me handle this." Uh, what did you guys think of the? Uh, there, there was quite a bit of humor derived from the fact that that a robot was acting like a like a gangster. What What do you guys make of that? I thought it was good for like a cheap laugh and he even kept the walk throughout the whole movie and the whole little like the nose flick or whatever you call it yeah i thought it was interesting it added i think it added a bit more character to chappie because if they just had him the entire time just walking all stiff i feel he wouldn't have been as uh in depth now i i i don't know if this is 100 percent true but i believe uh chappie is a motion capture character looks like it done by um the guy who was in District 9. I can't remember his name right now. Are we talking about... Uh... Yeah. The main character? The main character? Yeah, whatever the... I, I don't can't, remember Why can I never... I can't remember any names today, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's... Charlo Copley. Charlo Copley. I believe it is a motion capture character of him. That hmm. makes sense. And voice as well. But, I mean, they, you know, they robotize it. Yeah, of course. But I could tell. Well, it explains point. to me why he wasn't in the movie because he's been in all of his other movies. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was in this movie. Yeah, uh, which uh, I I really enjoyed the fact that Chappie did have an accent 
because the language, the way he was learning language, he was hearing language with an accent. They oh yeah, they didn't give it a full robot voice. It was it was clearly someone with an accent. He's built as Chappie nice. uh, on the IMDb nice. page. That's very nice. Uh, so yeah, I think that's really neat. I think that that is what you're talking about with the the walk. It's it's very clearly an actor giving that yeah. walk to him. And uh, and I didn't feel like uh, I can understand that there was comedic moments based off of it, but to me it made sense because that's, children emulate their parents. Yeah, and that's the and kind he of wants person. To be accepted. Nin- that's the kind of person Ninja was too. Exactly. He was the over the top, all about show, mm-hmm. and that just you know Chappie just took to that. So it made sense in the story. I mean, it was still funny, but it also made sense in the story. But it was only funny because it was a robot doing it. Yeah, yes. that's the only comedic. But I think part that is it. funny. I think there is yeah. an inherent humor to that. It's it's not as I know. It's kind of funny as... when Ninja was doing it too, because his he just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because he's so skinny. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little about Sigourney Weaver. Go on. I didn't really have much to say about. Does her. she? She's just a Do side you think character. She's she seeks out science fiction films to be in. I think it might be easier for her to get in sci-fi. Or do you think people look for her to be in science fiction? Maybe both. And I think it may might have also been the fact that maybe Neil Bloomkamp has had the idea of wanting to do an alien movie for a while and thought, hey, if I get her on set, I can talk to her about it. Yeah, Yeah, Alien as in, you mean the Alien series uh, starting with the 1970-whatever Alien. Yes. Yeah. Because the the movie that Bloomkamp is supposed to be working on is uh, is a sequel to Aliens, or direct a reboot, sequel, possibly, or a reboot, yeah, something like that, or Prometheus. Well, nope. let's not talk about that. <laughs> so, Definitely not. <laughs> I just think uh, I noticed this a couple of years ago when she was in a, a film about aliens called Paul, yeah, uh, which was very funny. I enjoyed it a lot. And she's and, in Galaxy and Quest, she's, and she's funny in because Avatar. In Paul, she's a very similar. Like she's a leader. She's always kind of like the CEO or the head of the company. Which I don't am mind. I, I think they just get her because she's Sigourney Weaver. They just get her. I think yeah. I but I I'm just because I remember uh, I I recently saw an interview with her on the Daily Show where John Stewart was kind of talking to her about sci-fi things, and it didn't seem like she was like super into it. Mm-hmm. But maybe she was just tired of you it's know just work man. The the the, the whole long uh, interview trail. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but I mean, she's in, I'm looking at her list here, and she's in Cedar Rapids and Abduction and well, Rampart. Yeah, and, she's in a variety of films. And uh, My Depression, Exodus. I mean, she's, it's, it's oh, not like not she's in, I know, but I'm just saying it's not like she's just in one genre here. Mm-hmm. I think She's maybe, pretty well-rounded. It's just because her most famous role is from a sci-fi movie. And she has a very strong presence on screen. So yeah. if you want a strong woman in a leadership role... Who's an older? Who's back older? To, to right. you know, sci-fi yep. roots in mm-hmm. a sense. You only got so many options these days. So. <laughs> and Sigourney uh, Weaver is cheaper than uh, Meryl Streep. So that's interesting. Meryl Streep in a sci-fi film was that The Giver? Is The Giver sci-fi? Technically, yeah. But that's a really bad movie. Good book, bad movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anything else before we get spoiler tastic? Um, I I just like this. I like the scenes where Chappie was learning because you see when he first starts, he's only mimicking. But you, as you see his progression, you know he starts getting his own ideas. Like, oh, I'm scared right now, or I don't want to be here, or he's not just copying people's words. He's starting to make his own thoughts, and you can see the transition when that happens. There's a there's a a, a very uh, wonderful shot that's in the trailer that I think works just as well in the film. When uh, Chappie faces off against a, a group of uh, delinquents who do not like him at all and yep. throw uh, a Molotov uh, cocktail at him, 
and he kind of catches on fire, which doesn't injure him per se, but you know, it's it's terrifying for him to be attacked. Yeah, I, the movie does an incredible job of making you feel empathetic for a robot. Mm-hmm. An incredible it. job because you know he's not getting hurt, but you can tell emotionally. He's scared. Yeah, he especially re- the scene you with feel it. Especially the scene with Hugh Jackman where he's cutting off his arm and. Where Hugh Jackman is cutting off the robot's arm. Yeah, Let's yeah. not his own arm. Sorry, not his own arm. But Chappie is cutting off cutting, Hugh Jackman's arm. Where he's cutting off uh, Chappie's arm, and he's just like, "I feel, I feel." Mm-hmm. Not like he feels it, but he he has emotions. He, he feels it, man. Yeah. You know. Okay. So yeah, and and that's where this movie could have made a major uh, misstep is if they didn't make Chappie a likable character, someone that the audience could empathize with, this movie would have not been enjoyable at all. Mm-hmm. It would have just been boring. And it does that in a couple scenes. There's a point where Yolandi is uh, reading a book to him. And, it's my book. And, and the black like, sheet, my book. He's, you know, he's got these moments with Dion where he's trying to be creative. And, and it, mm-hmm. this is becoming like a well-rounded person inside of a robot. And you just start to care about him. I thought he had more uh, personality than half the characters in the movie. Yeah, I've heard that as well. <laughs> That's funny. Because uh, they have to emphasize, <clears throat> empathize it, em- emphasize it so mm. much that, yeah. hey, he's got emotion, so we have to you know, just put it all out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think, I think uh, just to end the, the non-spoiler section, uh, we'd all recommend this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think personally, I, yeah. I'd put this as a peak Blomkamp uh, ab- above District Nine. Whoa! Even. Uh, yeah, I'll oh, go there. Man, I, I love would. District I 9. would actually go that way too. Because wow. District Nine, I did like, but I was I I haven't rewatched it since it came out. I, I would also love to see an eventual mo- melding of all of his sci-fi worlds. Honestly, into, into I thought that was going to happen at That'd the end. Insane. I thought they was just going to. Yeah, oh, there's not... no more police force, but now there's aliens <laughs> that just show yeah. up. And it starts there. That's an interesting thing is, uh, except for Elysium, because that's so far in yeah. the future, Yeah, um, it almost feels like all of his movies exist in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. So they, that's cool. That's And I'd love to see something that, that tells us, yes. Like, it'd be interesting if he made sequels to all of his movies, but just did them together. Mm-hmm. So you've got Chappie mm-hmm. interacting with Charlotte Copey's character. Feels from, like an Avengers movie. With Wickus. Yeah, with Wickus. Yeah. So like, he'd just be talking to himself. He'd be mm-hmm. like Andy circusing it. Yeah, and then he has to team up with, with the bad guy from Elysium somehow. No, <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be. I never saw I never saw Elysium because uh, well, I don't want them to have to pull a social network here where we've got to get the same actor playing in front of each other. Like, let's just let's have Matt Damon. Okay, what is Matt he doing? He's he's Damon. not he's not doing anything. Hey, he's a busy man. I know he's busy tearing down reporters asking stupid questions. Uh, all right, guys. So. Uh, you can catch the spoilery discussion at the very end of the episode. Uh, and if you want to get there, we'll see you there. All right, guys. Uh, please check out that spoiler section uh, at the end of the show if you really want to. Uh, we got into some deep yeah, it's stuff. Real deep. <laughs> now, we're going to tell you what's coming out new this weekend in theaters. Cinderella? Isn't that what we call it? Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella. Cinderella. That's the only Cinderella that matters. Okay. That yeah. cartoon one. Cinderella? Yep. And then after Are you that. Them? No, you do it. Okay. You're Wait. better. We have. What? Yeah, because he's religious. Oh. Uh, I okay. wanted to make that note. I, I wrote a note that said St. Wolverine because okay. Wolverine's religious. I anyway. thought <laughs> it was a St. Vincent reference. Like, what? <laughs> what? All right. New in theaters this weekend, we have Cinderella. Directed by S- Kenneth Branagh. We'll talk about that. Kenneth. 
We'll get there. We'll get there. We have Cymbeline. Or Cymbeline, I'm not sure. We have It Follows. A film called Run All Night. And in limited release, Walter. Uh, Before we play Guess the Ending, let's hand out the thanks. Here's a thanks for Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which we acquired from the YouTube Audio Library. Indeed. I thought, I thought somebody had something to say there. Yay! Someone was hitting their mic like, listen to me! Yay! Uh, you know what? We should also thank Justin Kizan uh, for doing our logo. I, I loved I loved his reaction. I know you hate him. But I loved his reaction <laughs> in the last episode where he's like, what are you thanking me for? <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he forgot. Yep, he was joking. Right I love you, Justin. Uh, so, yeah, so check that out last week. Uh, live on air, We I revealed to him accidentally that Matt Benson is uh, podcast cheating oh, on him. Oh, there was such a moment where he's like, he's doing what? He's doing what? What? Yes, that's a great moment. Uh, you can find Justin Kuzan at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com, where you'll find uh, his various articles about uh, uh, you know geeky things, movie-related things, comic book-related things, mm-hmm. Power Rangers-related things. All the things. All the things. Uh, he also does a podcast on the Benview Network called Benview on Spielberg, where he and Matt Benson talk about Spielberg films. Every month they talk about a new Spielberg film. Uh, and... Maybe uh, Spielberg TV shows. He what? did he did a Columbo, first, first right? episode of Columbo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but their next episode will be about the classic, the summer blockbuster that began summer blockbusters, Jaws. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That's their next big ep. Uh, if you like hearing Matt Benson on podcast, you should listen to... And who doesn't? Sh- shut up, Leonard. Uh, it's a podcast that I do with him all about the TV show community, which coming soon you can't even really watch on TV because it's on Yahoo. Yahoo's, nice. Yahoo screen. I mean, you can watch it on your TV. I, there's, there's ways to get Yahoo screen on your TV. I love the moment that everyone's going to have where uh, the first day that it's going to be out, A, <laughs> Yahoo's going to go down. Yeah, yeah. So I won't be able to get any of my email. And then two, <laughs> two, like everyone will be like, so how do I go? Like Yahoo.com, I guess? We've I don't really, know. It'll be the first yeah. time anyone ever goes to Yahoo for anything yeah. other than my email. Well, other than our grandparents. Right. Because they, they go there. That's the only reason I have one. Because mm-hmm. it's like the first email I ever got. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, please check that out. You can find all of our back episodes where we cover various different seasons of the show and other things that are community related, including, you know, like web series uh, and uh, other materials such as that. All the good stuff. Uh, so, that's uh, shutupleonard.com uh, or on Twitter at shutuplenpod. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org, which is his website where he posts all of his writings. Uh, you can also read them on Readwave.com. And his short stories are available on Amazon and Smashwords. That's Thomas Willett. Do you have anything, Adam, that you want to plug? You're available for parties and small gatherings? Yeah. Bar mitzvahs, mostly. It's good. Uh, you come with your own yarmulke. That's yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. It's a basketball. <laughs> it looks like a basketball. All right. right, Jordan. Uh, I do. I'm actually a video consultant or something. Again, I don't know. I still make have no idea. I have to make one up, right? Okay. I think I have one, but I have to like go on the website and look at it because I don't know what I do. But Saturday, this past Saturday, I streamed uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse on the Wii U. That was a super fun time uh, for two hours. It was 5 to 7 p.m. And... Uh, had a great time. I went through like half the game in those two hours because I was just going through it. Like usually I'll like try and 100% something, but this time it was just trying to move. Uh, but 
come to GamersaltWeekly.com. We've got news. We've got reviews. We've got editorials. We had a really good time on Instagram this past weekend because we had a lot of like pictures from GDC and and interviews. And there was almost like this little like video or, or photo documentary where he would take a picture of someone and ask them a question. So it would be the picture of the person, the question, and then their response hmm. at GDC. It was really good. And then um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday – 5 to 7 p.m. We are streaming all kinds of stuff. I don't even know what's on the docket. I know that I'm on Saturday, but um, follow at GA Weekly, and we'll keep you guys updated on what we're streaming and all the good stuff you care about as far as video games. All right, and uh, you can vote for us on podcastland.com or podcast of the month. If you don't know what that is, just go there. Uh, you can find all the other Benview Network podcasts on BenviewNetwork.com or on Twitter at Benview Network. Uh, I suggest especially... Uh, you know, get Pillage Cast back. Start emailing them. Just nonstop. Just nonstop. Never stop. Uh, and also our personal uh, website, nevpodcast.com, where you can email us nevpodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for Guess the Ending, films we should review, uh, things that you liked, didn't like, uh, if you agree, disagree with any of our opinions on films, let us know, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, and my personal Twitter, at podcasterandrew. And what is your personal Twitter? If you didn't at truevalk. And Adam hates Twitter. Yeah, I don't like it. We like to get guests at who don't. Adam use, hates Twitter. We don't. Who, we get guests who don't. Don't use, use the media. internet. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I have an Instagram. What, what is that? What? Up and Adam with two M's. What? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that be. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. But who is up first? I think that's me. Do it for Kimbaline. Directed by Mike Did Mikel. you just look up the right way to pronounce it? No. That's it? Just, I would love it if that's I'm saying what, it different every time. Okay. Uh, Kimbaline, Michael Alamareda, I guess. Mareda. Starring Ethan Hawke, Ed Harris, Mila Jolovich, <clears throat> John Logazamo. A gritty story of a take-no-prisoners war between dirty cops and an outlaw biker game. Uh, a drug kingpin is driven to desperate measures. All right, so... This is a movie that somehow Michael Keaton is going to show up. Good. And he's going to be like, uh, my son. Uh, actually, no. Michael Keaton's the leader of the biker gang, right? And the dirty cops, his son has like cancer or whatever, and he needs a bone marrow transplant. And he's like, Michael Keaton, you, we had your stuff on file because you were in the hospital before, and you're the only person who's available for a bone marrow transplant and just please help us out and the whole movie is about uh ethan hawk you know actually doing bad things with the biker gang against the dirty cops like going undercover in order to convince michael keaton to help his son so it's this it's this crazy movie where they're just you know uh doing drive-bys and and you know stealing you know money out from under each other and it's just one crazy thing after another and then eventually uh Ethan Hawke confronts Michael Keaton and says, look, I've committed so many crimes for you at this point that I can't even keep track of it. And you need to come up on your promise because I've done everything you asked of me. And Michael Keaton, uh, you know, backstems at this point and says, no, that's not going to happen. My men are now going to kill you. So that way there's no evidence of uh, you helping us out. And we're just going to make it look like your friends killed you and, you know, bleed an anonymous tip. So that way we can get your friends to uh, take the blame for your murder. So that way we take care of the dirty cops once and for all. 
and Ethan Hawke, uh, you know, is about to get killed. He escapes, goes back, eventually gets Michael Keaton and uh, drugs him and takes him to the hospital and uh, forces doctors to remove his bone marrow uh, when he's under and uh, saves his son. But then the movie ends with Michael Keaton and Ethan Hawke in the same prison together. And uh, they have to kind of defend each other. Like the movie ends with them realizing that even though they hate each other, especially because of what happened, uh, both the dirty cops and the biker gang think that they, you know, both double went to the cops, double crossed each other, and that they're going to try and get out of prison by being witnesses. Whoa. So now they're in prison trying to stay alive. Whoa. And that's how the movie ends with them both standing there realizing that they have to team up and then just people walking into their cell to kill them. Wow. Cut to credits. Oof. Damn. All right, what do you what do you got over there? My turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. Just uh, open up Google.com. <laughs> All right, the movie every I- time. Every, every time. time. All right, I'm ready. Hold on. I was looking up something else for my. Hold on. Oh, got to answer was, this text. Oh, I was shit. looking up something. Hey, my baby mama just hit me. Ending. I'm sorry. Hey, my baby. Hold on, my baby mama. <laughs> All right. What up, boo? <laughs> what up, boo? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm not busy. All right, <laughs> no, I'm doing this stupid thing. I'll be done in a second. I, I did. My pick is Run All Night, directed by Joam Colet Serra. Starring. Believe, Lee- hold on. I believe that's Joam Colet Serra. Colet Serra. All right. We're starring Liam Neeson, Ed Harris, Joel Kinnaman, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Jeez, Ed Harris gets around. Yeah, he does. He's a and Joel Kinnaman. this? What the hell? I like Joel Kinnaman. Okay. Well, he was banned after all. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Mobster and Hitman. Jimmy Conlon. Mobster and Hitman. Jimmy Conlon has one night to figure out where his loyalties lie. With his estranged son, Mike, whose life is in danger, or his longtime best friend, mob boss, Sean McGuire, who wants Mike to pay for the death of his own son. All right. So this movie's going to be pretty uh, pretty straightforward. You know, a lot of Liam Neeson running around, kicking ass. So like Taken 5? Pretty much Taken 5. But here's what it's going to be. It's be an hour and a half. You know how in a, um, Top Gun they played like Danger Zone like three times right, in the movie? Right, right. So this movie is going to play I Ran by Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> it, I count at least six times Ooh. throughout the whole movie. And that's going to be the high point. I mean, the whole story is going to be pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, obviously he's going to pick his son. I mean, who's dumb enough to think he's going to pick the mob boss? Is, do they also, uh, they cut off the song before it says day? Yeah. And I ran. I, I ran, ran all, all night. night. I just ran. <laughs> <laughs> I ran all night. I couldn't get away. <laughs> Okay. And they're going to do that about six times in the hour and a half movie. How many, how many sequels can we get to this? <laughs> At least seven. Because there's one for every night of the week. One for every night of the week. So, yeah, it's going to be... It's gonna be <laughs> the next one's called Run All Tuesday. Run All Tuesday. <laughs> I ran all Tuesday. So it's going to be pretty straightforward. You know, he's going to save his son, kill the mob boss, blah, blah, blah. Flock of sequels. End credits. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys, I'm going to guess the ending to a little film called Walter. It's little because it's limited. Directed by Anna Mastro, starring Paul Schulberg. And I think I just stopped typing, so there's other people <laughs> in it. But I didn't write it. I'm sorry. Wow. The movie you pick is the one with just no one else there. It's just Paul Schulberg. 
Uh, just a one-man movie. Yeah, I mean, is he is he in a coffin? Yeah, no, I'm going to tell you. Hold on. I gotta, right. First, let me read the official description. I hope I read. I wrote everything. I didn't stop mid-sentence. <laughs> you just skipped. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> a ticket taker at the local cinema believes he is the son of God. He has agreed to take... Oh, shit. He's agreed to decide the eternal fate of everyone he comes in contact with. Wow. Sorry, I clicked a thing in the middle of... Don't click things. And it, it, accidentally, it started opening and I had to guess how that sentence ended. <laughs> All right. It is, in fact, uh, only one man is credited because what they don't tell you is this. Um, you remember um, uh, uh, Under the Skin? Yes. How The way that Under Skin was filmed was that Scarlett Johansson's definitely an actress. She's playing oh, a character. Oh, and other people aren't and actors people and aren't, actresses. Some of them are, but not all of them. So wow. this is how this film is. This this guy, he's told to act this way. He they want certain scenes to to begin certain ways, but they don't know where they're going to go. So wow. he is a ticket taker. They are secretly filming it. Everyone oh there, you know, they have to fill out the forms to make sure that it's okay to film them. But uh, they're getting all this footage. And uh, what, what he's doing is sometimes, uh, like, he'll give the people the wrong ticket. He'll say, oh, go see this. Go, oh, go down what? to this theater. And they go into it, and it's like, there is no theater. It's just like this crazy burning room. And it's like, he sent them to hell. Or sometimes there's this wow. other brightly lit room where there's, like, harps and all this crazy stuff going. And instead of a movie theater, and they kind of walk in confusedly and, like, what's going on? And, like, sometimes he'll try and engage and have conversations about heaven and hell with the various movie people. Wow. The people there to see movies. And he's like, oh, so what do you think? Uh, do you think there's a heaven? You know, what do you think happens there? Right, right. And he's trying to get, you know, we're getting these real intimate portraits of people, what they think about heaven and hell and purgatory and where they're going to go while they're just here trying to escape from everyday life and see a film, something very simple. Uh, and the film actually ends with him, he like in a way gives himself a ticket and he has to open the doors and see what he has decided for himself. Wow. His own ending. Uh, and that's, it kind of, it's an ambiguous ending where you don't actually see what he ends up in. Uh, but we do see a smile on his face before he takes that step forward. Into and you don't know if it's because he thinks he deserves yeah. the ending he got or, or whether he's happy with whether the he's, happy he's got. With it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a real wow. thinker. It's a real head scratcher. I think it's going to real uh, do really well. You should make that movie. I know. <laughs> Let's get that funded. Take it to Indiegogo. Kickstarter. Right, guys, it's time to end the guessing. Oh. Uh, and that means know. it's it's the ending of the show. Uh, next week, uh, we're not sure what we're going to see, uh, but we are hoping to have a special guest. Mm-hmm. So probably Cinderella is what you're saying. As you hold up a picture of a cute dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah look, probably look, Cinderella. Look. Probably Cinderella. It's those lifelife life action America figures. riding on a dog. Yep, and it looks just like him because it's one of those $100 action figures. Oh, I kind of want one of those. Right? Things. They look exactly like the people. Here, you got to send me that picture so I can put it in the show notes. Oh, my God. All right, I'll send it to you. Dog picture. Anyway. Dog picture. Probably Cinderella, but if we're lucky, maybe we'll get to see Cymbeline. All right. Uh, so if you want to hear that spoiler section, it's going to play right after... Uh, you know, the normal ending of the show in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but if you don't want to hear that spoiler ending, just, you know, stop after after you hear the theme song. Uh, so join us next week. Uh, this has been episode 217 of Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. I'm Cheppy. Thanks for listening. Oh, don't worry. Yep. Oh.
Jesus. Oh, that's all. I know. I'm oh, Jesus. Take care of it now. Oh, so Velcro. I'll do it later. Hello, Velcro. Holy Velcro, Batman. <laughs> that's why That's why Batman doesn't use Velcro. Yep. He's like, I gotta get out my secret bat bomb. <laughs> Someone's. All the robs are like, so, what? Yeah, Is there a 10 year old here? <laughs> it's just a big empty warehouse. There's like three people in there. All of them there. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I am the knight. I am the knight. <laughs> Alfred Tamas shoes. <laughs> I can't handle the laces in this armor. Do you think he has light-up shoes, too? Alright, guys, so... Spoiler talk time. Alright. Super huge plot hole, like dumb, dumb Hugh Jackman. How dumb are you? Well, Homeboy puts in his personal administrator password. Like it makes sense if he steals uh, Dion's administrator password. Yeah. But how freaking easy is it to see who screwed over all of the robots? That is going to my point. If you want to keep going, yeah, I'm just saying. Like he gets the key by stealing it uh, back from Chappie. Like, he tracks Chappie down, takes the key, brings it back to the factory. At that point, he puts this program in that's going to disable all of the scout robots. But in order to do that, he's got to put in his own administrator password. Like, obviously, he's not super good into hacking, and he's not a super good engineer because he uses his own password, and there'd be logs of it somewhere. It doesn't matter if he destroys the Genesis Project or not because Dion, in five seconds, sees that he that he, that it was uploaded. And I want to I talk about that real quick, too. Like, someone else would see that. Like, Dion found out about what he did. He's like, everybody's going to find out. And then he tells nobody. He just well, leaves. I don't, th- I don't think he... Was, yeah, but he doesn't know he's going to no, be shot later. I know, but he's just like... Everybody's going to know. And then he just immediately leaves the building. He doesn't go to Sigourney Weaver. Look at, hey, I have proof. This was Hugh Jackman. Movie over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, not movie over, but, but he could have taken five minutes to do that real quick before it would have been. He probably still get a little bit arrested because of what he did with yeah, Jappy. But, but, but still. It, it would still like, oh, Hugh Jackman's but the bad guy? Hugh okay, Jackman cool. doesn't have any proof that he, that he did that to Chappie. Yeah. Because and, because then he would have to admit to going and attacking the robot. Like he's then, not going to discriminate himself. So yeah. yeah, he could say, "No, that's bullshit. I never took a robot. You have no proof, but you're I the, have proof that you did this to all the You're the one, guys. and also you're the one with the 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 key. Yep. And you're the one who did the robots. If he had just taken five minutes to do that before he left the factory, yeah. like was the movie, there. the movie would have been different. We yeah. already saw that Sigourney Weaver's office is right next to all of theirs. Yeah, he could have just I'm walked in. I'm surprised she didn't even hear that. Uh, she looks over. She's like, "Is everything okay? Yeah, well, everything's fine. Okay, bye." Yeah. Well, wasn't she? Wasn't she in that meeting? Yeah, oh, sure. Right. But still, and that's why Dion left. And then Hugh Jackman pops his head in right, and, he goes, and goes, "Hey, I got this. Uh, got this moose. Uh, I could uh, bring it around." Have you that seen? Just, have you seen the TV lately? I just <laughs> felt like they needed Dion to know. But they also wanted Hugh Jackman to be the big bad villain at right, the end. Right, right. They, they needed him to be set up. Yeah. But it's just such a huge plot hole because, yeah. like, as someone who works with computers at at least a, a normal level, like, there's logs of everything you do on a computer. Yeah. On a huge network like that that's protected, there's logs of everything on every workstation. Mm-hmm. And the reason why people have those passwords is because their username and passwords are tied they to everything they do. They want to know who's doing what. Right. And as soon as he put in his password to start that process of bringing down all the robots with a program called Genesis, by the way, <laughs> biblical reference to the mm-hmm. beginning of the universe, mm-hmm. and it, he's killing a bunch of things, basically. He should have called it, like, like uh, flood or something. Yeah, the like flood. Noah's Ark. Right. 
Yeah. And now I just thought no about sense. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um. Yeah, that was probably the biggest plot hole I could see. Right. Was just like, just tell somebody. Yeah, take five minutes. Because we started going away from, oh, this was what would happen in this situation. This makes sense. And into, all right, well, I feel the hands of the writer here. They want well, something certain Yeah, to we need happen. a big ending here. Yeah. So, uh, Which I don't mind because uh, Balloon Cam has always had amazing action sequences. Yeah, well, yeah that final battle is oh, insane. <laughs> yeah. Because that you feel the danger of that giant robot. That is so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, and in talking about how wonderful their their gang place is, their yeah. uh, hideout, like yeah. that place gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that scene was great. Can we talk about the consciousness? Yeah, there becomes this uh, large plot point where Chappie wants to uh, transfer his consciousness out of his. Robot body and into he, any other body. And he uses, he uses four or five PS4s to get the computational power. I thought that power. was funny because I've heard of people using like PS4s and stuff as and servers. They, and they use PS3s yeah. for uh, um, data crunching for science and medical practices. Bitcoins. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And uh, he uses actually the... The, the helmet the from the neuro, factory. The neuro helmet from the factory, which is used to control the mech robot. I kind yeah. of felt like the same with yeah. when... Um, I don't know if I'd want to see more of it, but the same when uh, Dion was making the AI and when uh, Chappie was transferring his conf- uh, his consciousness, basically, oh, it failed. Let me type a little bit. Oh, it failed again. Let me type one more time. Oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of trial and error. I know, I, but I'm not. I don't do coding, but I, you know, I can assume from what little I've done to make when, websites work. When you, you like do a thing and you're like, did it work? Nope. I, I understand. Thing. Did it work? Nope. I understand it's a little bit cliche at this point because there's so many different TV shows that involve technology and hacking and yeah. just people typing on computers and it never actually there's means anything. No but but when you're compiling a program together as he was, like I, I there's that. there's memory loops yeah. where like even on cell phones, like I don't know if you deal with it on your guys' phones, but a, a pro uh, an app will come out and there'll be some type of memory loss where all of a sudden your phone will start going really slow because they messed up making the, the app and you start losing processing cycles mm-hmm. for your CPU. Like, that actually happens even on cell phones. So that's what he was trying to do in that situation. And just changing lines of code would work. Yeah. But it wouldn't be that fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, well he he's a, a little faster. But still, though. that doesn't mean that tiny laptop is going to be able to process it that fast. I'm, I, I, he got the PS4s, but... Even later, he doesn't have those with him, and he's still doing all that real quick. Well, he had a like a whole corporate. Oh, he computer did plug system. into that, yeah. Yep, yeah. the uh, servers. But yeah, this I have a little. I just the I don't believe conf- no, no, no. But thing? from a robot body, I don't believe the neurological helmet would work, right? That's what I was thinking. Does a CPU give off the same brain waves as a human brain? Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, he said it was energy. Yeah, it's energy or electricity, and but is this an there, energy that we currently as humans don't know exists? No, no, no. Or but that's is the thing. Medical energy. But when you think about it, the brain is just a bunch of synapses shooting electricity back and forth. Sure. So if you can read that, but, like there, there, but doesn't it have physical contact with the skin of the brain or something? Yeah, the skin of the. I mean, there's electricity the shooting through robots too. I mean, yeah, and especially because his processor's in his head. Like his okay. his brain is in his head. Mm-hmm. They make a very That's clear true. point they about that. They do show the chip is in it is in. And and at this if point, they were the, smart. They put it behind all the titanium in his chest. <laughs> at but. this point, well, that, that didn't work oh, for the yeah, rocket. Uh, at the, at this point in the movie, all he's got is a piece of duct tape holding his head together. <laughs> he doesn't even have a protective plate. So I mean, I would argue that the 
the make-believe science of this. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief. Of electrical transfers in the brain might be similar to that because they make a big point of saying, we don't know what consciousness is. We don't know. We don't know what you are. Dylan says that. I understand when Chappie took his consciousness because he still is a computer program, even though you know he's learning, and I'm not going to get into that because you have to suspend your disbelief on that. Mm -hmm. I get how he can transfer his consciousness but then with a human, I just don't. I don't well, know. But the thing is, there are programs right now where people are controlling robots and games and stuff with their mind. That's true. Like, we don't know how far this is in the future. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, Hugh Jackman uses the neural link to control this giant robot. Mm-hmm. And, like, you would have to, considering how complicated the machine is. Like, if you look at his hands during that scene, he's only doing a couple things and it looks like it's only controlling the guns that means that he's controlling the rest of the robot with his mind Mm -hmm. so if we've reached a point where neural interfaces are that strong and you can read that much of the brain then a simple scan of the way the brain works that's not that far you know i think you just have to be in their world right and and you have to be at this point because you're already empathizing with a robot Mm -hmm. so you're already in whole hog at this point uh, so yeah, so it then just, it will, sorry, the, the, but I mean, like it's crazy to me how the end of this film becomes like, oh yeah, you you can become a robot. Everyone, you get a robot body. A robot. You get a robot body. It's like this everybody is, this, gets this a is, robot body. This is the new future where consciousness <laughs> yeah, can be transferred to it's robots. Transcendence. Yeah, and, he, is, and that's insane. And Chappie like, goes, "You're immortal. Yeah, you're immortal now." <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Uh, and there's yeah. this really uh, sad moment in the big big battle. Uh, I mean, uh, Lots Yankee of people dies. Die. Oh, which in, is a, in a horrible, horrible graphic oh, way. So Very awful. sad. Yeah. Uh, and he then, was so for being like a god kind of guy. He was so into killing those guys. Yeah. Oh my god. He it's got like very, a, I'm pretty sure he had a heart on. Hugh Jackman was <laughs> hypocritical to the yeah. nth degree. Well, he, I also think that he saw himself as better. Right. Then as some kind and, of. And there, he was dealing with scum. He calls I, them scum several times, and and people who deserved it. In his opinion, I think there is. He like felt a, like God, just like wiping away. Right? He felt like the flood. Yeah, there's like a, a lot going on with Hugh Jackman that isn't in dialogue so much as like the way he treats other people and, and the way he, he acts and, and the way he, he acts says things. Like, there's a lot to his character that you get from non non speaking. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. I, I, he did a good job with the role. I yeah. love Hugh Jackman. I don't care. Uh, I don't care what you say. So Yolandi, <laughs> Yolandi dies, right? Which is just horribly sad yep. uh, for for both Ninja and uh, Chappie, <coughs> right? And then there's a moment at the very end of the film where Ninja's going through and burning her things. Presumably, his, the memory is too strong, or whatever you want to call it. He's trying to move on. Yeah, and he finds a backup. A a backup that Chappie had done a brain scan brain when he was scan. when he was protect, perfecting his program, mm-hmm. protecting the program because he had already. I know I don't know how to talk. I don't. Uh, need, I, I really it, enjoy that we're, we're we're breaking down. Here. We're breaking down. Uh, we need to reboot our systems uh, because at this point, like Chappie has already evolved to where I mean, he basically downloads the entire internet. At yeah. this point. Oh, my God. When he does that, I was like, why didn't you do that a long time right. ago, Chappie? So at this point, it is not that hard to believe that he is now computing at, at a rate to where he can make connections that Dion couldn't. Like, it took Dion that long just to make the consciousness. Mm-hmm. But from that point on, he can exponentially get smarter and smarter yeah. and smarter. Mm-hmm. It's just, I I understand when they took Dion's brain straight from his live body mm-hmm. and then put it in the thing. I got that. But he's just like, Oh, I'm just going to put your brain on a thumbstick. If you ever die, you're good to go. Is that really her then? 
that's that's the, her at that moment. That's her at that moment. And because so it's, it's then, her, however many days ago he did that. It's 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 talking about like is consciousness the soul, right? And then that that goes into conversations of like Star Trek, because in Star Trek, is the you that gets destroyed at the teleporter and reanimated in a different place? Is that a copy of you? Oh, or is is your is your consciousness now there, or did you die in that deep. transporter? It's too deep and for a me. different you woke up somewhere <laughs> I mean, else. Look, and I, did are you gone at that point? If nobody's if 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 anyone at this table has seen the prestige right yeah i haven't what? seen it oh my let's god i haven't seen it fuck? let's not talk about it <laughs> oh my <laughs> god Jesus christ don't spoil Whoa, it for me man. <laughs> that is oh i mean i mean if Just you haven't been spoiled on the prestige go and watch the prestige go watch the prestige that is because that covers whew. this that covers this in a crazy way so like isn't that <clears throat> hugh jackman Yes, there you Hugh go. Jackman's all, all about this. Weird all shit. the right people are in that movie. So, like when it comes down to it, I mean, we can like, get into this consciousness thing the whole time, but you just kind of have to go along with the movie, just accept it. See, sometimes when you accept it at face value, though, and you look at how the world is now different, like we have, we now have a new species on the planet. We have a race of robots that Thinking are people, robots, yeah. And then also human consciousness inside robots. Mm-hmm. So now you have this dichotomy. And then when they the, – the very last image that we see in this movie is them hacking the servers at the factory that hasn't been shut down yet. Yeah. And they're making her a body. Yeah. And this is – they make the first robot that has a human lifelike face. Mm-hmm. And the Which was world, creepy, by the way. The, yeah. world, the world that that sets up, very uh, iRobot-esque, yeah. the world that that sets up is an interesting place because we now have – criminals human beings you know just the the whole mess down there and that and then you have this new race and are there people who would even if they weren't dying choose to be in a robot body so they could live forever right Right. so we have this whole world where a whole new set of things are possible and do we count those as people do we count do they have rights like this sets up a world that is vastly different from our own the people who want to accept whether or not they're conscious right but that's it's not a movie that even presumes to talk about whether that's right or gets into that like this is just the genesis of this new this, world it was out of necessity they're not talking about whether it's right or wrong or mm. what it actually is they're yep. just doing it people are dead we gotta do this so so by the end by the time the credits roll you realize that even though the movie's called Chappie, it's not about like him as a person it's about what he did because what he represents in, in the end he's someone who creates a new form of life on the planet like yeah. Dion doesn't do that Dion just creates an AI for robots I don't know I think he, he I think he created no, a new Chappie form definitely no. Chappie's the one who figures out that you can yeah. transfer consciousness yeah it's all Chappie like yeah. indirectly yeah Dion does it I'd say but 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 Chappie, Chappie but no Chappie becomes his own person though. Yeah, like that's true. in fact if you look at Chappie's interactions with Dion he is far less responsible for any of Chappie's actions than Ninja or Yolandi or America because they are with him far more. In fact, by the end of the movie, he he becomes his own person. He realizes that everyone's lying to him, that everyone kind of has like a stake in who he is as a person and is manipulating him. But in the end, he creates a program to save himself and to help. I mean, in the end, it helps his mother. So like he's the progenitor of this new race. Okay. So it's about not him as a person because that then it should be called Dion because that's what Dion does. <laughs> Chappie's the person who creates a new form of life on the planet. I think that movie should have become that's what Dion does. That's what Dion does. That's what Dion does. What? We'll, see, we'll see who watches that film. Right. Uh I right, yeah. Oh boy. 
That's that's talk right there, man. Yeah, this is a brings up a lot that, of things. The ending of this film is just really nuts to me. It went in a place I didn't expect, which was cool. S- super didn't expect. I was not but expecting it was similar. the consciousness thing. It just fe- it did feel like District Nine, though. Right, it feels very District Nine because at the end of the movie, Charlotte Copley is now they got to go on the run. Yeah, right. So he's he's become he's he's become you know what he's what he's studying yeah. or whatever you want to call it, and mm-hmm. uh, now he's on the run. Blancat feels like he likes setting up a universe. Like oh, all yeah. of his movies feel open ended, mm-hmm. which it's not a problem. For Even me Elysium because, to some extent, right? Elysium's like oh, shit know, changes way off that way, but uh-huh. it's still uh, it still sets up an interesting universe. Interesting I just universe. thought it was weird how okay Dion was with it. He's like, ah, okay, cool. Well, well, he was dying. Yeah, I think he, he. It was either that or death. I mean, <laughs> and I don't think I don't take a, him for a religious man at all. So I think he was just like. Ah, cool. And as yeah. a scientist, I think he'd be very fascinated. Right. And, and he's that like, is well, the ultimate journey for him. Here I go. This is a whole new set of rules. Now, is he going to get like a robot brain where he can think faster now? Or what? yeah, Possibly, because from yeah. that from that point, why why wouldn't he? Because he has the same tools available to him. He'd be able to connect the internet and download all the information. He can then start transcending himself. I, but would he become a different kind of person then? Because right? like his normal consciousness, that's the question. His normal consciousness is a very limited human brain. Right. But now he's got this thing. Would he become something else? That's the point, yeah. is what does he evolve into? And that's what this universe sets up. Would he lose his humanity, though? And would he become some kind of robot hippie, and he would free his robot <laughs> slaves and go, how could I ever have kept you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, there's a lot of questions that are just never going to get answered. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I like a movie that asks a lot of questions, because then it leads to this type of discussion and allows the viewer to make their own assumptions and what they think would happen. And it's a good thing to do. Also, do you think Hugh Jackman died? Or do you think, I don't no. think he died? I don't think, I think he's just Chappie, like horribly crippled. Yeah, I think Chappie made sure that he would never hurt anybody else again. And I love it how he just says, I forgive you now, as he walks away from his <laughs> broken body. <laughs> just fucking broken body. I also really enjoy the when he throws him up at the ceiling. Like that that what I what I remember. That's a that Captain moment, America moment. Well, it's not just Captain America, it was in uh Furious Six or whatever it nice. was called, where at the very beginning the rock throws, throws a man up, up into, into the, the ceiling, ceiling and I was like this is how, like, in that movie, it's ridiculous. In this movie, it's a robot, so yeah. it makes sense. You're like, oh, or when a rock is a I robot. I feel like he should have been... the line right there. I feel yeah. like he should have been dead when Chappie, like, kicked him in the chest through a wall. Like, yeah, your chest would have caved in. There. Yeah. He yeah. broke a lot of ribs. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, so yeah, he was ribs. just broken. every rib. Yeah. Well, that part where he twists his arm, I was Ugh. like, oh, God. Yeah. I didn't know uh, if he was going to kill him or not. I, I was, like, 50-50 on, like, I but didn't see, know that's, if he was going to kill That's an amazing point of this movie, though. It's a robot. And we still are not sure of what he's going to do because he's become his own person in such an interesting way. And, and he's, he, he's, Chap, he's Chap, been brought up two ways. The it, part where the crimes yeah. are doing bad things and then he's got this consciousness or this conscience of like, no, I don't want to yeah, do bad things said, that they're competing with. Don't do this. He's also flying by the seat of his pants, though, yep. as well. Just like everyone else in this movie. He's, he's thinking like a mile a minute, like mm-hmm. everything's happening real quick, even though he does oh, have like the crazy robot like, brain. And the big battle when, when he has that... It, it, they're saying, Chappie, help us, and he's not helping, and then we go focus on other things, and then we come back, and he's, yeah, he's battle like, ready. I was like, oh, shit. Well, I knew he was going to I knew he was gonna do it when he started rapping the thing yeah. with the duct tape, and he's just like, eh, pink, pink. I like with the bullets. He's just, like, preparing his bombs and stuff, but just bullets, like, pinging off his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... And why did they subtitle that one guy? Like, I why much, was that one guy? I because much because I can understand why people wouldn't get it. I understood him more than Ninja. Right. 
not except to for the be parts a where dick, but we're all younger. Maybe. So I think older people who had maybe never heard, like, imagine someone coming in who had never seen District Nine, who had never seen like any other South African stuff. They'd be like, "I is this Australian? I don't know what this is." Was and he, I can't Hugh Jackman was it. Australian in that movie, right? You know it's, what's crazy? Did we all just forget that the first like two minutes of this film was like interviews with people? That yeah, were, like, I wanted to forget yeah, about very, that. Very District Nine. It was there like, is no change the world. It's, it's just, just like District Nine. Literally, no point though. Yeah, that was really strange. I just I literally just remembered that that was I forgot part of the about film. that. It yeah. felt it felt right at home for me though because I was well, no, like, it made oh. sense because District Nine. That was how his. I was like, I was like, okay. Something crazy because when you well, start, you already that, know something crazy is going to happen. Yeah, but the like thing it is, it, it you realize that it's a big deal, and by the time you get to the end of the movie, you've forgotten about it anyway. Yeah, because yeah. in in District Nine, it was coming back to that all the time. Mm-hmm. You would always come back to someone being interviewed, but by the end of this movie, you were just with it. It didn't matter anymore. So I I felt like it was kind of like a, I don't know, a touchstone for like, hey, this is an important story. Which I didn't mind so much. I mean, even Transcendence did it, or not Transcendence? Uh, in in no, no, no. The other one, Elysium. not Lucy. Not, no, not Inception. What? Uh, You're thinking of Transcendence. Nope. Nope. It has in in the title. <sighs> or are you trying to come up? It's with? Uh, Dark Knight, dude. Morgan Freeman. Christopher Nolan. Yes, Christopher Nolan. Inception. Nope. Oh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Ah, yes. All those. I in freaking stuff. <laughs> Interspace. No. You're talking about Interspace. Interspace. Short I love Dennis that movie. Quaid. I made Christine watch it the other day, and she's like, I thought this was super dumb when it started, but that was actually a really good movie. Oh, I'm sorry. This is all in the spoiler section. People dedicated I love spoiler fans are going to hear all about Interspace. So much. Office space? So much. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll keep going. All right. But no, uh, yeah, but no, no, no. In, in that, yeah. they had a bunch of like people on camera being interviewed and giving That's, testimonials yeah. which played played in into yeah. a really interesting thing at the, the end thing. but i feel like while it can set itself out i felt like it it kind of made sense and i was happy that it didn't come back later yeah i, I felt like it worked because it didn't come yeah back. I, if they kept going back to it it would have taken away from the movie right mm-hmm. a lot all right guys i think we're gonna wrap up that spoiler section anyone oh, yeah. who made it this far in the episode thanks for good listening. on you good on uh, you mate see you around this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.